From the Financial Times in London, I'm Robert Cookson and this is FT News. A huge deal has been announced in the world of video gaming. US group Activision Blizzard is buying King Digital, the maker of Candy Crush Saga, for $5.9 billion. With me to discuss the deal is Tim Bradshaw, the FT's technology correspondent in San Francisco. Tim, why is Activision suddenly making this move? It's a, a business that's known for its console and PC games, yet it's now buying a business that's known exclusively for mobile games. What's behind that? Well, Activision for many years has kind of ignored the faster growing but more volatile area of the video games market, which is in social and mobile gaming. We've seen companies like Zynga, which made Farmville be hugely popular, and but then see that fade. We've seen Rovio with Angry Birds, again, have the same thing on the iPhone, have a game that was hugely popular and then go away. And Activision has just kind of been watching and waiting for what it feels is the right moment to come into this market. There is an argument that it's maybe waited a little too long. Mobile already makes up something like 20% of the games industry's revenues, but it's a very, very different business to the console and PC games that Activision is known for. When somebody buys Call of Duty or Destiny, they go to a store and they typically spend 50 or $60 on a packaged game, which they put into a PlayStation or an Xbox, and they may buy some upgrades or some digital downloads after that, but it's mostly a sort of big upfront payment. King, on the other hand, has hundreds of millions of users, the vast majority of which don't pay. There are only 2% of their audience does actually spend any money on in-app upgrades such as a lollipop hammer in uh, Candy Crush or extra lives and that kind of thing. And so I think the reason that Activision felt that they couldn't just sort of build this capability themselves by you know, hiring a 100 talented developers to make some mobile apps was that it wasn't just the creative challenge or the technical challenge, but that the whole sort of business model and approach to mobile gaming was something that they had to bring in from outside. And in fairness to them, although there are many questions around Candy Crush long-term appeal, King is by some distance one of the biggest properties that you could buy standalone in mobile gaming right now. Why is King selling then? given that it is in this kind of hot area and has some of the biggest um, games, and particularly as it fairly recently um, went public in an IPO and it's actually selling out to Activision at 20% below that IPO price? Well, that's kind of the answer. It went public priced at $22.50 in spring of 2014. It has never, ever returned to those price levels. Investors sold down its stock 15% on its first day of trading, and it's never really recovered. There was a lot of scepticism around Candy Crush's future, and it still makes up more than a third of its revenues and it's been in decline since 2013 since before the company went public and so although it's had several games that have been moderate hits we've sort of seen things like farm heroes and bubble witch do quite well in the sort of top grossing charts that apple and google put out for their mobile app stores none of them has come anywhere close to the original candy crush saga and in fact the only one that has candy crush soda saga is almost the same game but with slightly different levels and a slightly different design so so the question that public market investors have always had is, you know, where's the growth going to come from? And King has failed to answer that. And so I think when they were approached by Activision, which I think was this spring, so you know, some months in the making here, they saw that perhaps Activision's brands such as Call of Duty or Skylanders, which is a sort of family of physical toys which can communicate with the digital games consoles, that there were sort of franchises there that had consumer recognition and appeal which could be brought over to the King 
style of gaming, which by and large is sort of casual puzzle games that you play for five minutes on your commute into work. And so the hope for King is that these kind of franchises will help its new titles stand out in the App Store, which is massively overcrowded these days, and will enable them to come back to growth. And it's a risky bet at $6 billion, but it's probably better than King could have hoped for as a standalone company. So you mentioned that big price tag, $6 billion. I mean, you've described the strategic rationale for Activision making this move into mobile. But how would it get comfortable with that price tag? Part of it is that they are using $3.2 billion in Activision's offshore cash for this deal. So if Activision wants to bring that money back to the US and spend it on a domestic acquisition, it would probably have had to spend a quarter of that in tax for repatriation. So to some extent, it's able to kind of use that money you know, at an effective discount. It's funding the rest of it in debt, which analysts seem to think it will be able to pay down within a year or two. So that's quite cheap. And because although... King's assets are sort of broadly in decline. It's still a very profitable business. And Activision say that this will be earnings accretive in the first year after the deal closes, which is supposed to be next spring if everything goes to plan. So although it's the 20% premium to the sort of average recent price for King on the public markets, it's also, as you said, a 20% discount to its IPO price. And I was talking to an analyst who was saying it's it's around seven times operating cash flow, which is about half the multiple that Activision itself trades on. So on various kind of financial metrics, it's not a very expensive acquisition as long as you believe that the business is not in terminal decline. Some other folks have made some comparisons with other assets out there. Disney paid $4 billion for Lucasfilm, which is the Star Wars parent company, which, you know, $6 billion next to that seems seems like quite a lot of money for Candy Crush, which is not a 30-odd-year-old franchise, just four or five years old. On the other hand, you look at a company like Twitter, which is still loss-making, actually has a smaller online audience than King, which has about 500 million monthly active users. And Twitter is, is a more expensive asset. I mean, there's obviously platform value there, but it, this market cap this morning is around $20 billion. So there are different ways of cutting it. But I think the other appeal for Activision is that it now gives its business three distinct stools. It's got a third of its business from consoles, a third of its revenues from online games such as World of Warcraft, and now a third from mobile. So it kind of has a foot in every camp. Well, it's certainly an eye-catching deal, but it seems to make strategic sense. Tim, thank you very much. <laughs> 